Hey, hey, and welcome to the spirituality of mental health, a deep dive into the stigma of spiritualism and mental health. This is Gloria Mendez. I'm a licensed professional counselor. Hey, everybody. This is Saul, spiritualist and medium. Happy Friday the 13th. Yes, happy Friday the 13th. This is a very interesting and fun um, weekend. We've got Friday the 13th, and tomorrow is a full moon eclipse. Lunar, uh, solar eclipse. Solar eclipse, sorry, yes. <laughs> Nonetheless, lots of energy in the air. Lots of energy in the air. Yes. So today's episode is a um, variety show of sorts because we've gotten lots of feedback and questions. So we're going to take the time to address those because we love our listeners and we want to make sure that our listeners are heard and your questions are answered. So... Welcome to our variety show. Saul, you want to start? Yes. So if you are keeping up with our podcast, um, you know that I mentioned that I left a couple of questions out because I couldn't find my little note, but I found my little note. That's a big note. That's a big note. (laughs) I don't know how you lost it. (laughs) (laughs) So one of the things that uh, we were asked to talk about was music, music therapy. Um, high frequency music to be exact and when I got here to the shop to um, kind of brief about the show and talk about the issues Saul was like have you heard of that and I was like dude I took a whole class I mean I knew I knew it was a thing I knew high frequency music is a thing but I didn't know that there was music uh, therapy the music therapy yeah right music therapy has been my apologies goodness (laughs) um music therapy has been in existence for a very very long time since at least 1994 when I took the class in undergrad yes I am old um (laughs) And it was such an amazing class. And so in, in talking about the class, what we would do is our professor would talk uh, and have us listen and watch music videos from different genres. And we would talk about and write about how that music and how those images that were attached to the music would elicit different feelings and moods with us. Mm-hmm. So it kind of goes to to that kind of sense of when you are sad you kind of listen to sad sappy songs when you're angry you listen to more like heavy metal rock angry you know music um music coincides with how we feel which is almost scary because that almost feeds into it it does it does but Misery loves company, so to right. speak. Yeah, yeah. So we kind of like to have that comfort of knowing that these creative beings that have talked about it on a higher platform like music and have produced it, they know what we've gone through. Right. So it, it's that comfort feeling. Ooh, dangerous. Dangerous, yes. But it's helpful in psychology and in the counseling session, especially with like kids and teenagers okay, and young, yeah, young right, adults, right. especially when we're talking about like building rapport, building that relationship, building that trust. We talk about like, what kind of music do you listen to? And, and people are kind of like, well, why do you care? 
uh, it gives us a lot of insight into that person because if that person is all about like um i'm really bad with the names of bands and the names of songs but like when i hear it on the radio i'm like oh i like that song but if they listen to things that are like like what i call angry rap um we're like there's there's something about that that hits their soul so you ask questions about you know what is it about this type of music that attracts you to only listen to that music and so you begin to do almost story time with them and try to figure out how does that music connect to them and their story and it, it brings out a lot yeah um, wow, I didn't realize that. Because <laughs> on the spiritual side, we do use music mainly like for to help ground, to help right. heal, to help, um, you know, um, meditation, meditation, and all that good stuff. So, but I didn't realize that there was actual uh, music therapy. Right. So that's kind of cool. Right. That's something every day. Right. We also use it. At- as a therapeutic intervention and and such like individuals that are creative were like if you can't talk about it but you can't draw about it be and you like music be creative write expression write music lyrics about it or you play the piano see if you can create a song that carries that mood with you Wow. So, do you guys uh, do you see do you guys do a lot of music therapy? I encourage my clinicians to utilize music therapy because okay. I've seen a lot of benefit, especially right. with like kids and, and teenagers and young adults. Yes, it's it's very easy to connect with them on right. that platform. It's very easy to use that bridge to go backwards and to go forwards. Yeah. So, um, those that have not used it before, I try to help educate them on the use of music therapy Mm -hmm. and encourage them and use supervision with them to help them use it in their, um, client sessions. I would think that, um, that would be an easy way to connect to your client, what to anybody really, because music, I mean, everybody listens to music. Right. Everybody exactly. has a favorite song. Everybody exactly. has, you know. It's like a universal language. Uh, exactly. Because, well, it's a universal language in the sense of an overall sound. Yeah. But there's different genres. Of, right. Like there's Spanish, French, right, right. English, German. Right. Um, and that's the different varieties of music. But we all like the beat. We all right. like the rhythm. And, and tells we, a story. Right. We can connect at that, that level. Right. Exactly interesting i know i know it's also good for grief work because and like memorializing people like put together a playlist of that person's favorite music or that person that you like um that the two of you used to listen to together Uh i know for myself um my grandfather who passed away when i was 15 he was my dance partner and so um you know the last words that he spoke to me was i promise i'll get better so i'll dance with you so now it's a matter of listening to those favorite songs that we had that we danced right. to those 
now don't necessarily make me cry so much, but now they make me, you know, if I'm driving, shake my booty in, <laughs> in my car. Yeah. And, you know, it's like yeah. I'm, I'm dancing with them still. Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's, I can totally relate to that for a couple of people that I've lost. And mm-hmm. so I get, I totally get that. Um, however, still, I can't hear those songs. True. I mean, I, I refuse to hear those songs. Yeah. It, it's it's hard. You have to be in that right yeah. right space right. in your heart and in your soul. Right. Right. Um, for a lot of people, it is still hard. Yeah. I mean, I got a little teary talking about it, yeah. and it's been thirty five yeah. seven years. Um, but it's different talking about it than it is experiencing it in. For, for myself right. like I can listen to it on the radio and I can have no emotional reaction I just start dancing yeah. it's like he's there with me you know grabbing me and taking the lead yeah. mm. so trying to convey that to individuals like yes just sitting there you're going to feel those hard feelings but sometimes just experiencing it it's a different level of therapy yeah right yeah so um yeah there's a couple of songs that i cannot hear um i'll attempt to hear like i'll hear the first you know right i'll hear it start and i'm like okay that's enough and then you know <laughs> I'll, I'll 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 turn it i off. need a drink <laughs> yeah time for a shot um and it's not that i'm holding on it's not that i because i have made peace with pretty much um, all my loved ones that have passed, um, peace with that. It's just that the memory, right? The loss. Am I grieving? Is that so? Have I really grieved? I don't um, know. Now that I, maybe, maybe not. I mean, it's it's hard to to. Now that say, I'm saying it out loud, I'm right. like, wait a minute. <laughs> you know, there's there's always room to to grieve more. Yeah, of course. Um, there's no one right way to grieve um and sometimes people try to grieve quickly and and get through it so they think that they're that so they think they're past it and moving forward and Mm -hmm. things sneak up on them yeah and and bite them in the butt and so the thing is uh i do i have connected with, with these spirits even you know obviously after their death i have connected um i made peace with their death um in a physical way but then i've also made peace in a spiritual way because i have connected to my loved ones who have passed away and we've made conversation we've had conversations rather and we we've you know um i've let go to uh, a, a couple of them and uh you know i'll see you on the other side type of situation right. where i have another right. my, my grandmother who's still around um spiritually but spiritually around. spiritually yeah, yeah. spiritually because i lost her going on uh seven eight years already um but yeah so but hearing the songs it just takes me to a whole different right. level and i'm just like oh i don't want to hear that song and see, for, for me, you know, practicing as a grief professional, it, it's my personal slash professional opinion that um, we are always grieving at some level. That grief never ends. Right. Um, we're just at a different point. 
every day. Yeah. Um, yes, I agree with that. So that that lends itself to validate the, that feeling yeah. of those songs. Right. Like for me, I have certain songs that I can't hear, and those are those church hymns. Mm-hmm. Like, don't put me in a Catholic funeral mass and put on on eagle's wings or amazing grace because i'm going to be blubbering like a baby because <laughs> in my mind i'm at, right there at my grandfather's funeral right no matter Takes who's it, no matter who's in the casket yeah um i'm feeling that same exact pain you're connecting those feelings exactly to that, that song yeah exactly so um it's just those specific songs are very very painful for me mm-hmm. um so that's why i'm just like you know our grief is is like a roller coaster we're always at different levels sometimes right. we're just kind of coasting along we're right. doing great other times we have that big drop other times we're riding high yeah and and all points are normal right right yeah so um getting back to the, the hurts. The hurts. Um, I know for myself, I do listen to high vibrational music. Um, I listen to high vibrational music uh, every now and then in meditation. Not always in my meditation, but every now and then in my meditation. Um, I will do a high uh, frequency um, song. Uh, music rather and then also I'll also do it while I'm outside um, sitting in my garden you know I, I do have a I have a flower garden in my, my, my whole backyard is a flower garden I have right. all kinds of perennials right. um, because I love the butterflies and the hummingbirds and it's just very grounding very peaceful it's like my oasis um, and I, it's my my getaway from you know from working being uh, active in my community but um, that you automatically feel that grounding you automatically feel how how um, healing it is and you don't even know it until you start listening to this type of music um, you can I mean I've even done it while I'm washing dishes right and you still feel the same um, vibrations you do most definitely you do um, some therapists utilize um, music hurts therapy for individuals um, to listen to for different, we'll call them ailments. Mm-hmm. Um, one being sleep. Yeah. Um, there's hurts for depression. There's hurts for anxiety. Um, there's hurts for just overall well-being. Um, and there's there's the need to know that the different hurts coincide with your different chakras yeah so if you're into that um, you know you can there's tons and tons of YouTube videos that you can put on for different varieties of times that you know you can do like meditations or just lay down and relax and listen to these um, different varieties of uh, variations of hertz to yeah. hit each one of your chakras and help open them up and feel better overall right it really is uh grounding and, and sometimes i know that 
I have recommended uh, high vibrational music to, to a couple of clients and then the next time I see them they're like oh my god it made me cry and I'm like right. well that's good that's like that's healing right and you know it's getting into the very center of your soul and exactly you don't you didn't even realize that exactly it you, it hits you at such a deep level correct that it it changes your your core yeah. It, it changes your DNA. It does. So, um, there, so I'd like to share with our listeners, you know, a few of the different hurts and some of the things that they do. So like 396 hurts. This transforms grief into joy and guilt into forgiveness. That's going to be an important one for, you know, a lot of people deal with grief. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of grief is guilt survivor's guilt right you know why am i left here um 417 clears negativity and removes subconscious blockages this is going to be a good one for tomorrow because part of the um solar eclipse is Mm -hmm. removing negativity attachment exactly 528 hertz stimulates love restores equilibrium and repairs your dna 639 strengthens relationships family and community 741 cleanses the body from all types of toxins and 852 awakens intuition and helps return to balance awesome yes so of course those are um that's the chart but it's going to affect everybody differently. Exactly. And it's still all grounding. It's still all healing. It's all good. Um, and sometimes, you know, um, if you're having a hard time with grounding and centering yourself and you're having a hard time connecting to your spirituality, this is like a whole different ball game. It's a whole different level. Right. And it's something that you should definitely try. And there, and like, like you said, there's different hurts. Right. Um, which is a different frequencies. So if one's not working for you, try okay, a different one. Up yeah, go, exactly. to the next, go to the next level. Exactly. Because you know. there is one that is the God hurts. Oh, what's that about? <laughs> the God hurts? Well, that is all knowing. That yeah. is 960 degree hurts. And so the God hurts is said to help open the crown chakra mm-hmm. allowing us to access higher knowledge deepening our deepening our spiritual connection and invite divine wisdom into our lives yeah. it facilitates emotional and mental healing now i will tell you that the 960 degree 63 degree hertz is a very very loud high hertz like it, a dog whistle almost yeah almost uh. i i have a sound bowl mm-hmm. that is the god frequency not because i think i'm godlike but um i picked one and i thought that this one encompassed all the different frequencies together mm-hmm. um and it's very 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 powerful so i would if you're going to listen to the god frequency I would say do it in very short spurts. Wow. And I would say don't do it with earphones. 
I would I wouldn't even recommend that. I would say start maybe at the five hundreds and work your way up. Like you five seventy nine. Yeah, exactly. You know, you want to learn how to crawl. You want to learn how to walk before you take off running. You know, and that's a then that turns into ego. That's nar- uh, ego. What, what, what is it? Spiritual narcissism and right. ego and all that right. stuff. So just uh, be careful. Be mindful of your and of your own energy right. of your own. Um, vibrations and these these hurts if you have heard of sound baths and things like that uh-huh. this is something that is taken care of in sound baths each one of the bowls has one of the hurts that is aligned with your chakras and so as the sound therapist is using the different bowls they're hitting one of your chakras so that's that's what that is awesome and i know that um being consistent with it you can't just do it one time yeah you're probably gonna feel it that one time but be consistent with it open up all your your um your frequencies and your vibrations and allow yourself to grow this is a good tool to uh grow spiritually um solidify your spiritual foundation that way you can um, move forward in your spiritualism and um, of course spirit moves the physical then you be then you start seeing how um, happier and how easier things come to you and um, it helps with your your uh, manifestations it helps with um, just living living your true happiness really exactly. yes you know and it, it heals it heals it can heal depression yeah it can help heal anxiety yes. fears just all kinds of good things here yes so what i do and it's just a suggestion i listen to one different one on youtube every night as i go to sleep and it just runs through um so it's kind of like i do my um sound therapy um exercise every night as i go to sleep and it's not necessarily a hurts for sleep but it's a hurts for a purpose um, and that's the way I stay consistent. Um, and if you sleep with a partner that doesn't particularly like sound Too therapy, <laughs> like there's a couch. Just kidding. Just kidding. Um, you know, then you know, get some ear earphones. Um, I would not say do it with the earbuds, but get the over the ear. The whole ear. The, yes. Um, either that or just do a short amount of time like a 20 minute as you're getting ready for bed or uh let your your partner listen yeah and y'all can grow together that would be optimal but you know there's some partners that just don't believe in the same things that y'all do yeah so the next uh topic was soulmates uh somebody wanted me to define soulmate this is all you soul Soulmate. <laughs> so soulmates is basically exactly what it sounds like soulmate so connect it's a soul connection um it's past looks you know you're 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 not looking at the person oh man they're tall or oh man this or oh wow this you're not looking at them with hearts in your eyes you're looking past the looks so, so it's like soul to soul soul connection. to soul connection spirit to spirit connection you're looking past looks you're p- looking past lust you're p- looking past all of that all of physicality 
Um, and usually uh, a soulmate is, it could be anybody. It could be your best friend. It could be, yeah, it could be the partner that you're with, but it could be also a relative. Um, and usually, so the thing with the soulmates also is that they have been around you um, forever in past lives and they're going to continue to be um, connected to you even in your next life. Maybe not as that same um, relationship, but in a different form or different type of um, relationship. But you're usually connected, like if, one, if your soulmate passes away, there's still some type of emotional attachment there. Um, and it's one attachment that you know you're like, okay, they're okay, I know they're okay, and you're not grieving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the human nature is going to allow you to grieve, and you are going to grieve, but you're going to be okay. You automatically have that peace, um, and usually they wait for you because um, when you go, when it's your time to go, you all reunite, and you move on together. That's what a soulmate is. See, and a lot of people misconstrue that with, like, a lover, like, oh, that's the one, or, you know, but that's not necessarily the case. Gotcha. Your thoughts on that? Or do you not have any? Um, it's not really that I don't have any. Um, I just think that that's such a spiritual... Soulmates, yeah. Um, ...concept. Um, I, I know that it that word gets thrown out Absolutely. in in therapy sessions like oh god I just wish I would find my soulmate and dating is so hard and so we don't really talk much using that verbiage right. we, we talk more about you know what is it that you're looking for in a person what is it that you see as red flags you know what are your values um, trying to define within that person what I guess they are looking for in a soulmate mm-hmm. so to speak um, you know we do talk about well what is it if what it, would it be like if you didn't find somebody yeah. like that what if your best friend was your person for the rest of your life um but we don't usually and it's not for lack of like trying to protect people from spiritual concepts or anything like it's just not a word that we use right yeah so i think people are trying to be trying to put soulmates under the lover um you're my um star-crossed lovers whatever yeah under that umbrella because even twin flames is not um that because twin flames is more like we mirror each other we're thinking alike um i'm sending you a text message while you're sending me a text message type of situation does not necessarily mean that i've got a lot of twin flames then that's okay (laughs) that's good that's good y'all are on the same vibration Mm -hmm. but the same thing i mean the same time um I think people are trying to look for validation. Why I need to be with this person. Right. Because they're my soulmate or they're my twin flame. Okay, right. no, that's totally right. different. <laughs> and I think that's something that is just like all throughout society. They need to know why. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody wants to know why or how or 
they need answers and, see, and there's not always a definitive answer right and 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 you know it's universe it's universal and you don't need to know every little detail sometimes you just need to step back and enjoy live in the moment be happy <laughs> you know right stop trying to analyze every little thing not every little thing needs to be analyzed that's your therapist <laughs> if that's the case you're never gonna be authentically happy right because you're always trying to figure, okay, what's this? What's that? No. The more you try to figure things out, the, the more, more complicated. It well, becomes. the more you're going to find that's wrong with it. Right. Because you find what you're looking for. Yeah. And it's usually you're looking for the things that are wrong. So yeah. So. Yeah, and we see that a lot in the therapy room. Is you know, I know they're going to cheat on me. I know they're going to, you know. Ooh. I know they're gonna lie to me. I know so they're bad gonna... on so many levels. Exactly. I'm like, well, if you know they're gonna cheat on you, you're gonna find something. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's almost like you're you're manifesting it to happen. Right. Yeah, you're gonna exactly. find something somewhere that puts up a red flag for you that means they're cheating, but in the big picture, it's not. Right. Right. But you've convinced yourself because of your history exactly so what's next next is sleep paralysis sleep paralysis so scary sleep paralysis is basically a vivid nightmare very vivid so why is it so intense well because it's a vivid nightmare it's vivid fear it's you okay but now if your eyes are open and you're having sleep paralysis that's a whole different <laughs> that's a whole different uh ball game there yeah that's a that's something different that's something different but sleep paralysis i i kind of want to say that it's normal because sleep paralysis why do we have nightmares do you know why we have nightmares because we were bad and we didn't listen to our mommies and didn't go to bed when we were told to. No, just kidding. Mm. Why do we have nightmares? Why do we have nightmares? It's usually our con subconscious warning us of something. It could be. Uh, it could be that. It could be that they're warning us about something, but it doesn't have to be a warning. It could just be something that you're holding on to. I can see that too. So a lot of times that's exactly what it is. It's stress, it's, in, it's anxieties, um, it's stubbornness. <laughs> so when you're having those fears in, in a sleep paralysis situation, it's just um, executed like 500 times more. So it seems real, it seems like, you know. But like I said, when your eyes are open and you're conscious of what is going on and you still can't move then that that's something dark and I would suggest you contact some type of uh, uh, spiritual spiritual spiritualist uh, contact myself contact whoever you trust um, for your spiritual needs but do it right. don't you be like eh right you know like most people do because they're afraid to reach out they think they're gonna be um, viewed as crazy or they're gonna right. you know that's something that's real but yes sleep paralysis is just a vivid nightmare yeah 
And so just to tack onto that, it usually occurs when you're passing through the states of wakefulness mm -hmm. and sleep. Yeah. So it's that in-between stage. Yeah. And that's why it seems so heavy, so real. Right. Because it's almost like there's nothing to grasp. There's right. nothing to, like, you know, um, con uh, connect anything to. Right. So it just seems like it's so it's, it's like you're walking across a, uh, a rope bridge mm -hmm. between two uh, mountains. Right. And you're on that middle of that rope bridge. And so that's why it feels so shaky and and scary is because there's nothing solid holding you up. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, sleep paralysis. I mean, and a lot of times sleep paralysis, I don't want to say it can be cured because you can't really cure it, but it's just how you're managing your life. It's how you're managing your stresses, your anxieties. Um, I always say spirit moves the physical, so get some type of spiritual help to help you um, manage those anxieties and whatnot, so that way you can avoid sleep paralysis. Listen to some high frequency music before you go to bed. That's definitely gonna keep you yeah. from having sleep uh, paralysis. What else you got? So from a psychological perspective, they, they use the term sleep demons as hallucinations. Mm -hmm. and that they differ from nightmares um, and to prevent sleep demons you're supposed to reduce reduce stress and anxiety by relaxing before bed and improving your sleep habits kind of like what you just said right but they don't make any mention of seeking spiritual guidance well, of course not of course not <laughs> um, but it's it's good that the commonality is reducing stress, reducing anxiety, reducing what we call sleep hygiene. Right. You know, going to bed at a good time, um, not eating mm -hmm. a lot of crap before that's what bed. I was gonna, that's what I was going to say too. Watch your diet before you go to bed. Exactly. Don't be eating like Taco Bell right before you go to bed. Gosh. <laughs> or, you know, a bunch of jalapenos and... Um, ice cream, um, drinking, you know, drink your water, uh, limit your, um, your, um, water intake, your consumption before, like an hour before bed. So you don't have to get up, um, all the things that can disturb your sleep cycle. Yeah. So that's all I have. Yeah. I mean, Some of the questions I I, I don't I, I remember. We missed the last week. My bad. <laughs> we um, didn't get, well, I didn't get any questions. Um, we got two quote unquote reviews, okay. if we want to call them reviews, and they were glowing reviews oh, for awesome. those individuals that gave us positive feedback. Thank you so much. What did they say? They said we were fabulous. Of course we are. <laughs> <laughs> we're very confident. We should I mean, be confident. Yeah. We, we've both been doing this quite some time. Not the podcasting, but talking about what we talk about. Yeah. So we appreciate all of y'all so very much. Absolutely. And if you have uh, any, other, uh, any other concerns or questions, please do not hesitate to reach out. Um, uh, I'm noticing that a lot of people are reaching out to, um, to me through 
the shop page, um, the Instagram page, which is Reading Room Botanica. Um, you can send me a message, a DM there. And um, of course, all these messages are anonymous. Um, but the, I, can, I will address them as soon as I, I get them. Um, and if I don't address anything that you sent me, please, 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 I'm not doing it on purpose. Um, just shoot me another message or resend me that message or whatever. The message may have just gotten relocated temporarily. That or <laughs> I, 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 I printed it out or wrote it down and saw a squirrel. Because <laughs> that's how I, I am in my, my everyday life. life. Yeah. Squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, definitely uh, keep sending these um, questions and concerns and suggestions and whatnot um there or facebook read the same thing reading room botanica i'm here in south town san antonio texas um come by the shop uh we have a spiritual it's a spiritual emporium where you can find all your things for your spiritual needs you know i was gonna mention this last week and i didn't and you know, you've said before, if you don't have it, you'll get it. Mm -hmm. I noticed you don't have, like, crystals and such. I can't keep them. They go They quick. run away? They run away. So usually, um, I'll post, like, what, what's new at the shop or mm -hmm. what, what, what I have. Believe you me, within two or three days, I'll have people coming in and, okay, where they, where's that, where is it at? Where is it at? Where is it at? And they go... Uh, you have I to do be have, selective with how you place them, probably. Um, so I do have some crystals left, um, mm. but yeah, I, I normally do carry crystals. Yeah, but they go. I'm in South Town. <laughs> I realize this, but you've got real, a really big crystal competitor down the street. That's fine. I know. My but main thing is not crystals. I know. But I think that's the only thing that would make this shop like 100% complete with supplies. Well, yeah, like I said, I, I do carry crystals, but my that's not my yeah. forte. Right. My forte is more spirituality. Right. I want to be able to buy all my stuff here, <laughs> is what I'm saying. <laughs> I won't have to go to another shop. Um, then you need to be on it when you see things that are being posted and not wait and procrastinate like you do. That means I have to be on social media for more than just You work. are on social media every day. To post my work stuff and then I'm done. No, you're not. Baloney. No, you're not. Every once in a while when I can't sleep, I'll send uh -huh. you stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, when I don't have good sleep hygiene. Uh-huh. Sure, Gloria, sure. Yes, I will. Yes, I will. My twin flame. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, yeah, so come by the shop. Um, all kinds of things for you, for your spiritual needs. Uh, spiritual waters, candles, incenses, sages, uh, herbs, um, oils. Yes, and a very complete shop. Like if you need something and we don't have, I can probably get it to you within a couple of weeks. Um, tarot cards all kinds of things so whatever you need yes. come by the shop again we're south of downtown and um, you want to make an appointment for a reading or, or a cleanse uh, with the cleanse you can just walk in but for a reading um, you can um, do so online and 
the link is on the page and you can find myself and my herd of clinicians at LA San Antonio. Got two clinics open here. Um, Saul has graciously accepted to have my cards here at the shop so you can pick up my card. Um, you can scan the QR code on the back of that card and it takes you to our web pages and a form to fill out to request an appointment. We've got lots of spiritually aware and very open and accepting therapists. We've got um, therapists that take insurance, private pay, sliding scale, and I've got interns that accept um, um, patients that if you don't have insurance, we can see you for free in person and teletherapy. So if you're in the state of Texas, we can see you as well. Um, don't forget to please join us on our Instagram page for the um, podcast at spirituality underscore mental health 210. As a reminder, we will be going live on our podcast page on Instagram next week with our podcast. So stay tuned. We will be doing a Facebook live with some more information on that later today. Until next time, we'll talk to you then. Bye guys. Bye.